6.48 on Lacrosse Talk on WIZM with uh, one topic in mind. Another jumps into the headlines. Our guest this morning uh, is Dan Kish to talk with us uh, about uh, the recent uh, President Trump's fuel economy rule. It is the safer, affordable, fuel efficient uh, vehicles rule that was released uh, earlier this week that is going to make uh, automobiles a whole lot more af- uh, affordable to purchase. W- what else? Uh, Dan Kish, uh, first of all, thanks very much uh, for talking with us this morning. We're talking about automobile sales. I can't imagine that there are very many of them these days. Might be the perfect opportunity for auto dealers, uh, well, automobile manufacturers to start uh, discounting their already built out there in the parking lot cars. Yeah, that's for sure, Mike. Good morning. Um, uh, th- this uh, this actually is good news down the road, like everything that we're looking at at this point. Um, since since the, we don't have great news on other fronts, um, yeah. But but this has been um, this has been in the works for years now. Uh, and if. if if we rewind the tape, basically what we had is under the Obama administration, he'd come up with some pretty outrageous uh, cafe standards. These were developed back when we were running out of oil and the Arabs had cut us off in the 1970s, and they kept getting upgraded every time. And under President Obama, they actually had a requirement that vehicles get 55 miles per gallon on average. So, uh, I mean... Think about what your car gets now, and uh, that includes the fact that 65% of the vehicles that are sold in the U.S. are trucks and and SUVs because people need the bigger carrying capacities or or want them or whatever. So all um, those vehicles immediately fail and uh, I guess would just sit because it wouldn't be legal to buy one of those vehicles, never mind to manufacture one. Well, here's the twist, and this is the part that you won't get from the mainstream media, but really what this was. This was an attempt to drive the entire United States into buying electric cars and to subsidize those places in the country where uh, they have super strict requirements like California. Um, And so basically this is what happens now. When GM makes a... uh, uh, Chevy Bolt, uh, they lose $9,000 on every copy, even with the tax credit that exists out there, uh, which is a direct cash payment, basically. And somebody has to make that up. So if you go out and buy a, a Chevy Silverado or a, a, a Blazer, what have you, um, in order to make up for the losses that the government requires them to make to get those numbers uh, way up on the on the mileage, uh, you're basically subs- somebody who needs a pickup truck for work or business or family or you name it uh, is ending up subsidizing somebody in California to drive around in a Tesla, and that's kind of the way it works uh, under the existing system. And it was just going to get worse and worse and worse. Fifty five miles per gallon. There aren't a lot of vehicles that get fifty five miles per gallon. Um, uh, even the tiniest vehicles on the road today uh, don't get that kind of mileage. So it was an attempt to call it gasoline mileage standards when in reality it was a way to subsidize uh, by making vehicles more expensive for average people so that 
uh, folks in Hollywood could drive around and and talk about how they own a Tesla. And, right. and regu- we're having none of that would- because we can't afford that as a nation. We need to keep our factories humming, things going, and we're not running out of oil. Uh, we, as, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, we're swimming in it right now. While, while all of that is happening uh, and uh, those Hollywood elites are driving around in their Teslas uh, at regular people, uh, the, uh, regular wealthy people driving in Teslas, regular people, period, can't afford to buy any vehicle, Tesla or otherwise. Uh, thank you very much for forcing me out of my gas vehicle. I, now I'm walking. I guess. And the bus doesn't come down to where I live now, so uh, uh, it's a good thing I'm shuttered at home. You're, well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, the, the point of this is, it is, there are a lot of people, and I, I, I know it's hard, when you live in the real world, it's hard to conceptualize what goes on in big cities. I live in Washington, D.C. I live right on Capitol Hill. If you ask most of the people around here, who don't drive but 20 miles a week uh, with their vehicles, what it is that we ought to do, they'd say, oh, gee, we need to jack up the price of uh, uh, gasoline, go to electric cars, because we could all plug them in. And, and, And the same thing goes for New York City. The same thing goes for a lot of places around the country that are big urban areas. Um, but we now find out in an age of coronavirus and the rest, that when you jam people on the buses or on the subways uh, or what have you, uh, they get exposed to uh, all kinds of things in addition to the fact that it makes it tough on older folks. Um, they can't walk to the bus station or what have you. So uh, the idea is to try to keep the cost of vehicles reasonable for most Americans. They're already got awful expensive if you've been to a showroom, and uh, make the kind of vehicles that people want as opposed to the kind that are designed by, by bureaucrats sitting in Washington, um, who, who, frankly, I wouldn't let change a spark plug on my vehicle. Yeah, yikes, no kidding. Well, I, I certainly I'm glad that uh, President Trump's fuel economy rule is now in place and to win for consumers and for automakers. Thank goodness. Let's transition. I still want to talk automakers, but they're not making cars anymore. Ford and General Motors announced they'll begin making ventilators. How quickly can uh, those two automakers fire up that process and get ventilators into the hands of uh, a medical uh, community that needs them so badly? Well, it's, it's truly amazing. I mean, at times like this, we all, uh, you know, there's always this notion that, uh, uh, that that companies are unresponsive and the rest, but we have seen just uh, a raft of, of of this happening very, very quickly is a quick answer to your question, Mike. Um, they're already working on it. I mean, Ford is combining, believe it or not, they're taking, and, and the way this works is you've got these vast industrial giants um, with all kinds of technical capabilities and manufacturing capabilities and, and brains um, that a lot of times people look down their nose at or the press does or something and some of the groups that don't like what they make. Um, and, and they're turning around. For example, Ford is using, they're taking the fans that go under the seats to blow the heating and air conditioning up through the seats of Ford F-150s uh, 
which just happened to be the exact right size um, to uh, uh, make ventilators to save people's lives. And they're combining that with 3D printing and all kinds of other uh, capabilities, uh, know-how, the ability to just get things up. And so they're, they're cranking them out right now. Um, and uh, awesome. nobody expected that we'd ever have this kind of need. But like during World War II, when the U.S. became the arsenal for democracy and produced huge amounts of ships and planes and tanks and, and, and guns and bullets, uh, that's what we're doing now. We're turning it around. Uh, these plants are, are, are firing up to make these sorts of things to save lives. Uh, and they're using plastics and metals and uh, technical expertise and the ability to logistically do this uh, that we're that frankly we're blessed to have in this country. Uh, th- there are very very few places on earth that could do the same thing. All right, so a million masks arrive uh, via an airplane from a football team owner, a million masks. That's going to be a great help. Uh, Ford and General Motors making uh, ventilators that will be uh, available to medical personnel across the country uh, uh, already. Uh, that will lessen that uh, that concern. Uh, America, uh, te- technology and ingenuity uh, changing directions to uh, to try and help out the country as best they can. What else do you see from an energy perspective? Are there other innovations out there that we haven't heard about yet that you have? Uh, you know, Mike, when you when you ask me that, I I don't have a great answer to be honest with you. Um, we're going to be seeing all kinds of like like any time during uh, basically a state of war. What happens is people develop things very, very quickly, and uh, and, and they provide benefits down the road. Um, uh, this is just the nature of things. Medicine improves uh, the technical capabilities to do things because you have to. It, it's one we thing. Must. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, San Francisco's banned the re the use of. We've been talking about this in the past. Uh, reusable bags for groceries and things. They're now saying, gee, these things are dirty and they carry germs and things. We're going back to plastic bags. Same thing with Massachusetts. <laughs> At a time of peace and prosperity, people don't think about, we, we scream about it and say, wait a minute, does this make a lot of sense? Um, because of the spread of germs and that sort of thing, and it at a time of war, people get serious. They get down to business, and they they stop messing around and begin to provide the things that we need, and we learn a lot from that. Dan Kish, our guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM from the Institute for Energy Research, uh, our guest to talk a little about automakers making the switch. They will be allowed to make automobiles that uh, the rest of us in America will be able to purchase, afford to purchase at some point right now, making ventilators and uh, other medical equipment because they can. Uh, 